Welcome to the Clovercrest Baptist Church podcast. For more information about Clovercrest Baptist Church, go to clovercrest.com.au. So that dance, it's great to be able to use lots of different creative ways to engage in the river and engage in missions and what God's doing. Well, I wonder if you've ever had a situation where you planned and you prepared and then it didn't eventuate. Sometimes that happens, yeah? Well, there's a particular athlete in the most recent Olympics that I noticed this occurred for, Zarnel Hughes, this man who trained and prepared and was actually able to represent his country, Great Britain, in the 100-metre sprint. And you imagine the hours and time and effort and energy that goes into planning, preparing, training, getting equipped, ready to run that race. He got to the Olympics, he ran it, he made it to the men's 100 metre sprint final. This is his moment he has prepared for. And what happens is they get ready to race. The gun goes off and a false start. He broke too early. He got disqualified. You'll see this photo behind me of his disappointment. You imagine the years and years of training for this moment of glory, and he never gets to actually run the race. The disappointment he must have felt. Or maybe you can think of other things and other times where you've planned and prepared, and maybe a holiday that you've planned that you've prepared, that you've booked, that you've paid for, you've even packed, and then border restrictions. COVID kills the holiday, am I right? A few of us have experienced that. There's times when we plan and prepare and it doesn't eventuate. I wonder if you've ever considered that that is life as a disciple of Jesus if we never get to share him with anyone. That we actually plan and prepare and get to know Jesus but never run the race or never go on the adventure if we don't actually get to share him with others. Because that's why we're here. That's what we plan and prepare for. We actually live to go. We live our life and get to know Jesus in order to go, not just to get ready. We live to go, not just to prepare and get ready. We don't want to be like, ready, set, wait. We want more than that for our lives. And we see really clearly in the Bible, Jesus says that's why we're here. That's why we get to know him, to actually go on mission and share him with others. In Matthew 28, this is Jesus' final words. He's speaking to his disciples. He gathers them on a mountain and he commissions them to go. Let me read it to you. It says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is clearly what Jesus calls us to do. He invites all his disciples, anyone that knows and follows him, the call is go. Go and share with others who he is. That's his plan A. It wasn't if we kind of read, keep going in the Bible, there's a plan B or C. You know, if this doesn't work, there's some other options. No, 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 there's no other option. This is God's plan A. Every one of us is told to go and make disciples. And the Greek for this word go is as you go. It's like we keep on going. It's not we go once and then we check out and we're done. 
every one of us is called to come to know God so we can go and share him with others. And sure, there is a getting ready phase. There's times where we we need to get ready to come and know and understand. In fact, the disciples, they had three years with Jesus where they spent time with him, listening, eating with him, being with him, getting ready and learning. And we too get to do the same. We get to spend time in his word, praying, the Holy Spirit filling us, coming together online or in the room worshipping. Youth camp, it's a great getting ready phase. Maybe part of getting ready is getting a mentor. Sean, our leader for missions, has got mentors to come alongside people that want to go. There is getting ready. But the getting ready of the disciples, it led to their commissioning. The getting ready leads to us going. The challenge is sometimes we get stuck in the getting ready. We get stuck in the experiencing God, the reading the word, the being in our little huddles and feeling good in our camp experience when actually we get ready to go. That's the adventure that awaits us. We actually live to go. I wonder how we're going with that today. For honest reflection, are we people who are going Or are we stuck in the getting ready? Because every single one of us is given this commission to go. We all go. There's no exclusions. There's no, oh, you're, we don't want you guys. We just want you guys. Everyone who knows and loves Jesus is called and commissioned to go. It's not like we're waiting for an invitation in the mail. It's not like there's a risk of us not being invited to this party. Every single one of us is included and told to go. Jesus didn't just say at the end of his three years, look, you guys, you two were standout disciples. I'll take you on to the next level and the rest of you check out. Everyone who knows and follows Jesus is called to go. We are all called to go because God chooses to put his mission in the hands of ordinary people. The disciples were ordinary people. We were ordinary people. Yet God chooses to put his mission in our hands. And we read about two of these original disciples, Peter and John, in Acts 4, and get a description of who they were. Let me read it to you. It says, When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and took note that these men had been with Jesus. You see, Peter and John were were out there sharing Jesus, seeing people's lives transformed. They were going and things were happening for God's kingdom. But they're described here as unschooled, ordinary men. And the Greek word for unschooled is a grammatoi, which literally means without education. And the Greek word for ordinary is idiota, which is where we get the word idiot from. So pretty much these two disciples are being called basically uneducated idiots. Okay, these men who are doing incredible things for God are uneducated idiots. So if you've ever felt like me, that sometimes you don't know if you know enough about God or how to answer all the questions or what to do, and we're in good company. We can be uneducated idiots and still do great things for Jesus. Because if we keep reading that scripture, the reason that things were making a difference is it says they had been with Jesus. 
It's less about what we've done or who we are. It's all about being with Jesus and letting that rub off on others. And we're called to do exactly the same, to be with Jesus, to be in his word, to be filled by his spirit, to listen to him, to be led by him and let that rub off on others. doesn't matter who we are. We are all invited because we can all spend time with Jesus and let that rub off on others. We don't need special qualifications. A bit like Andrea shared, it's okay how we come unqualified. God chooses to use us. You know, in our Clovey kids, our kids have been looking at this idea that you're never too young to be used by God. I wonder, kids in the room, if you're reminded of what you've learned this term, that God wants to use what's in your hands. Wherever you are, it doesn't matter how young or how old you are, there's people that God wants you to share him with. Our kids, I want to encourage you that your friends, your family, your neighbours, your schoolmates, you can and you will make a difference because you're invited to go. God wants to use you. God wants to use every single one of us because it's less about us and it's more about him and what he's doing. And I had a beautiful experience, and I look back now on a short-term mission experience where I got to realise just how much God can and does use anyone and everyone. It's less about what we do and more about him. I was a new grad physio. I was only 21, barely graduated, really didn't know much at all at that point in time. Hadn't done any Bible college or anything like that, but I went and spent some time with Jan and Sean in Indonesia, missionaries from our church that were serving abroad, and just went and spent some time with them. And whilst we were there, we went and came across some people that had disabilities, and I was able to use the very little skills I had, but God used me with a cerebral palsy child to teach some stretches for his calves. And what was really fascinating was that I was able to teach a man who couldn't see, a blind man, to be able to do the stretches ongoing. And it just reminded me that God can use anyone and everyone. He used this 21-year-old kid that really didn't know what she was doing to come alongside and encourage this young boy. And he used this man that couldn't see to go on and continue to bless this boy. God has a plan. He wants to use us no matter how young, no matter how old we are, no matter how skilled or unskilled we feel, even if we're uneducated idiots. God wants to use us. We're all part of his mission. You see, we live to go. We all go. And then we're actually called to go beyond. And I wonder if you're anything like me, you like Buzz Lightyear. I just want to put a question out there. Does anyone know Buzz's catchphrase? It's too... Wow, you guys are pretty exhausted today. That lack of sleep really hurt you, didn't it? I think you could give me a bit more energy to infinity and beyond. Seriously, I don't know that I'd go with any of you guys to infinity and beyond. Anyway, get some more sleep this afternoon. Buzz to infinity and beyond, yeah? I want to tell us that in the scripture, God is basically saying, be like Buzz. We all get to go to infinity and beyond. That's what we're called to do. Jesus is speaking in Acts 1 and he says, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth to infinity and beyond. Come on, that is our call. That is what we are called to do. But what does that mean for us today? What's our Jerusalem? See, Jerusalem was the, the local context the immediate context. What's your Jerusalem right now? Just picture it. Who are the people in your immediate context? Your friends, your family, your, your colleagues, your schoolmates, your neighbours. Who is your Jerusalem? And then Judea and Samaria was the surrounding areas. 
Maybe that means the city of Teacher Gully, the area of Adelaide. Where is it that's your surrounding areas? And then to the ends of the earth, to infinity and beyond. We all are called beyond, not just local. It's not just our street, but it does include our street. It's not just local or just global. It's both and. It's everywhere we go, we are called to share Jesus. Now, the question is, what does that look like today in a COVID world? What does it look like to go to infinity and beyond? There's a whole lot of questions around that. And I don't have the answers. There's a whole lot of uncertainty. But what we can do if we stop and notice and really see where God is at work, in a lot of ways, he's bringing the ends of the earth to us. He's bringing the infinity and beyond to spaces where we can actually make a difference. Think about the online world and the access we have now. Clovey Online right now is connecting with people I know as far as America and different places around the world. We have a digital access like never before to go to the ends of the earth. And I want to encourage you, if that stirs something in you, if you're a digital person and you love that idea, you could be a part of Mission Online. Ash, our online pastor, would love to connect with you. We're hoping to birth some online life groups and connect with people across the globe to infinity and beyond. But there's also places and spaces where God is bringing people from other cultures and nations into our world. You think about it. We've got international students just over at Mobbury. Who are the people that God is bringing into our world that he wants us to share him with? There's other opportunities we get with things like mission agencies have locally planted people that are making a global impact. Jan Boucher, who we support, who's one of our missionaries here at Clovey, she's actually located here. She's with us today. But what she's doing is making a huge impact globally, serving WEC, a mission agency, and caring for missionaries across the globe while she's planted locally. So there is so many, there's so many ways that we can have a global impact and consider what does it look like to go beyond even while we're stuck here effectively with COVID. The question is, who and what has God put in your hands? Who is it that he's already brought to you, that he's opening up a door and he's already at work and he's saying, go? But there's going to be moments where we step out in faith, where we go to the unknown, where we do go beyond and we don't quite know what it looks like, but it means being led by God all the way. And we see this beautiful example in Paul and Silas's second missionary journey where Paul was well and truly led by God. Let me read a snippet of it to you. In Acts 16, it says, Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas, during the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. It's really interesting, isn't it? Paul experienced border closures. <laughs> His weren't due to COVID, but the Holy Spirit was closing borders on him. He tried to go this way and he couldn't. He tried to go that way and he couldn't. And then a vision, a dream, God spoke to him. We see this man who was led by God, who was listening to God, who was attuned to his spirit, who was obedient and being prompted by God. See, if we are going to be people who go beyond, we 100% need to be led by God. 
We need to be led by him to know where to go, when to go and what that's going to look like. But if we are led by God, that insinuates that we are not leading, we are following. If we're truly led by God, that insinuates we need to take a back seat and say, I'll be the follower, God. I'll let you have control. I'll surrender. I'll submit and let you lead me. What does it look like in your life? What does it look like for you this week to hand control, to surrender, to be led by God, to listen to the Holy Spirit's prompting, to be obedient no matter what? What does it look like to be hungry, to hear God's voice day in, day out, to have him speak to us in dreams and visions? Because the same God who spoke to Paul is the same God speaking to us today. And the reality is we're not going to know all the steps. We're not going to have all the answers about going beyond. But the beauty of not knowing, it means we listen to and lean on God. It's the beautiful place to be when we don't know what to do. It means we listen to and lean on God so much more. And that is the best place to be. In a lot of ways, COVID has disrupted us. It's made things unknown. But I actually wonder if we're in a healthier place. We're in a place where we can't be reliant on ourselves to make decisions, to plan, to organize. We have to say, God, lead us. God, show us what to do. This is the best place to be. And it's actually okay to be uncertain. It's actually okay to doubt. There's times when I doubt. If we read back in Matthew 28, there was times there we read as Jesus has pulled them to the mountain to commission them, his own disciples, a number of them, that says they were uncertain, they doubted. We're in good company again. It's actually okay if we feel that God is stirring us to go and be on mission and we're just not sure and we're scared because we take our doubts to God. We say, I don't know, but I trust you. I'm not sure what this looks like, but I want to walk with you. Because the beautiful thing about God calling us to go is we go together. We go with him. We are never alone. We have him holding us, leading us, guiding us. We read in Matthew 28, 20, I am with you always to the very end of the age. God will never leave us. And then in Acts 1.8, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. We have the Spirit of God in us, leading us. Never will we be alone. We can hold on to his hand every step of the way. And then added to which, we actually go as part of the community. We go being sent by the church. Pam and Craig Wiggins last week when we interviewed them talked about the beauty of having the backing of the church when on mission. Do you know whenever we go and as we go, wherever we go, we have each other cheering each other on like, come on, go well, I'm praying for you. You rock that sharing Jesus out there. We get to have each other's back and go together in the community of God led by the Holy Spirit. I can remember another short-term mission experience where I was really reminded about this beautiful tapestry of God interweaving relationships and people and pathway and the Holy Spirit opening doors. I was in my late teens. I was a physio student and I spent some time in Jordan in the Middle East. I went a month on a mission trip. There's a photo on the one in the burgundy skirt there. And uh, we went over to Jordan and I remember going with the blessing and the backing of my church. They prayed for us. They sent us. I went with other friends. I wasn't alone. I had people with me. I went with WEC, the 
a mission organisation that was leading and we connected with missionaries there on the ground in Jordan. There was lots of partnerships. We were going together. And then what really excited me as I look back is I see how the Holy Spirit was with us the whole time, leading and guiding and opening doors. See, my Arabic wasn't so great. Schwe, schwe Arabic. Little, little Arabic. Aber ich kann auf Deutsch sprechen, but I can speak German. And so where we stayed in this house, we were in the top floor for a month, and how amazing and how incredible is God in the basement, a Muslim family that spoke German. How cool was that? The Holy Spirit opened a door that I couldn't have planned, I couldn't have orchestrated. And so while I was there fumbling my way through Arabic, I could speak to them in German and listen to them and connect with them because we go with the presence of God. We go with his spirit wherever we go. He is there leading and guiding us. So what's your role? What's your role in the river? Where do you find yourself? What does it look like? Because the question isn't, should I go? The question is, where should I go? Every single one of us that know Jesus is called to go. We live to go. There's no question about it. Jesus made it really clear. So the question is, where is he leading us? Where is he leading you? Is it local? Is it global? Where do you want me to go, God? Because my heart and desire is that as we're sitting in this mission series, as it comes to a close, as we've been listening to God and his scripture, as we unpack Matthew 28, that clear command to go, my hope is that we look different. My hope is that this changes us, that we're different people, we behave differently, we use our time and resources differently, we see the world differently because of who God is and what he's done. And my desire is that we actually become people who are more outward looking, that we truly notice those who are lost and going to die without knowing a saviour, that our heart breaks for them and we actually want to share Jesus with them. My desire is that we would be inward looking, that we would actually take a moment to check how we're going and want to become more like Jesus and be formed more in his likeness and that we would be upward looking, being led by him, holding on to him, knowing that he goes before us in everything. Because our hope and desire is this river changes us. I want to finish today by just a little illustration with some water. Lucy, do you want to come up and join me up here, my helper? And Anne has some water for us. You see, water changes us, yeah? When you get wet, you feel different, right? And if you think about it, if you spend far too long in the bath, your fingers go all wrinkly. You know, my kids call them grandma hands. You know that look you get when you've been in the water too long? Ugh. So the water changes us, right? I've got this little thing. Shall we show everyone what it is? This little square here. It's pretty small and tiny. We're going to drop it in the water and see what the water does to it. Move it in, see what happens there. It starts just a little square block. But once this gets wet, might take a bit of time. I need my, like, thinking music while this happens. While this gets wet, it changes. It goes from tiny little block to something so much bigger. Thanks, Luce. Look at that. Hold it up nice and big for us. So we can see here, it's gone from something tiny to something really big. I love it. Can you put your hands together and thank Lucy for me? Thank you very much, my assistant. Something simple and visual to remind us. Water changes us. Water changed this from something small to something big. It grew, it got different, it looks different. 
And my heart and desire for us is as we step in the river of mission, that we'll actually grow. We will change. We will look different. God will move us through that his water, his life-giving water, the spirit of God will do something in and through us that we will never look the same again. That we're going to be different and we're going to respond to his current and go where he leads us because we're all called to go. It's not should I go, it's where should I go. The question for each one of us, what's our next step? How are we going to look different as the water of God moves us and changes us? Let's pray. Lord God, I want to thank you for who you are. I want to thank you for your mission, that you invite us. As ordinary as we are, you choose to involve us. You choose to invite us and you send us, every single one of us, no matter how young or how old, we're called to go. I want to encourage each one of us right now just to ask God, what does that mean? What does that mean for me? We've been going through a series, as I said, the missions as a river. Maybe for some, it means to enter. Maybe God's saying, I want you to get your feet wet. Get in. Jump into my plan, my adventure. I've got so much more for you. Don't get stuck getting ready, but get wet. Get in. Get in the river and start sharing. Maybe for others, it's around knowing. God has been stretching you and challenging you and saying, I've got so much more. I want to teach you and grow you. I want to give you a mentor. I want people to come alongside you. I want you to understand justice and my heart for the lost. Maybe for others, God's stirring something in your heart around the experience. And He is showing you that there's going to be doors He's going to open so you can experience cross-cultural mission. You can experience sharing Him with others. And maybe for some, God's put a seed in your heart today and you actually need to go. You're going to go abroad. You're going to make a difference for His kingdom. He's going to use you to save the lost. doesn't matter who you are or where you are in the river today. We're all called to go. We're all called to get our feet wet. Just ask Jesus right now, show me my next step. Show each one of us, God, the next step. I pray in Jesus' name right now that God will be giving you a vision of a location, a vision of a place and a space where he's saying, I want you to go. You need to be there. That's where you're called to go. I ask right now in Jesus' name that the Lord will be giving names of locations or people that God is calling you to go. Just ask him, say, God, show me where you want me to go. Show me my next step. Change us in your river, God. We want to be moved by you to see people come to know you. Thank you, God, that you are living and active and you are speaking to us. Give us the boldness to obey you. Give us the boldness to step out and go. Give us the courage to share you with others. We want to be people that are available to be used by you, letting you lead and us follow in your name.